Thursday, May 17th. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, this past Monday was a significant day in the nation of Israel as President Donald Trump of the United States made a bold decision that was actually passed by Congress some 20 years ago to move the United States Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. This is something that has been the stated objective of almost every president, every Congress. And in fact, it was almost an embarrassment to all of the allies who had knowingly turned their eyes and ears from the reality of the Holocaust being inflicted upon the Jewish people by the Nazi regime. Then, of course, the uncovering of the sites of the Holocaust. It was just a matter of a couple of years before the United Nations would pass the Declaration for the Restoration of Israel back to its homeland. Of course, all of this dates back to the Balfour Declaration of 1917. Now comes this post-World War II movement. Every president also, of course, wants to bring peace to the Middle East as well. Our last presidents have made initiatives and efforts, but it's been to no avail. Now, interestingly, what the President Trump has done, which is placing our embassy in the capital, Jerusalem. Let's make a couple of facts abundantly clear. First of all, Jerusalem is, by the nation of Israel, declared to be her, I quote, eternal city, the eternal capital of Israel. Nations always place their embassies in the capital cities of the nation with which they have the relationships. And our Congress has authorized that our embassy should be in the capital city of Jerusalem and is so directed it to be. But no president has placed our embassy in the capital city of Israel, which is Jerusalem. Well, Tom, the question automatically says, well, why haven't presidents done what Congress has authorized? They've put the embassy in Tel Aviv, which has been the functional economic center of Israel, even though all of their governmental buildings and organizations are located in Jerusalem. We've always put our embassy in Tel Aviv. Why? It's kind of been a bargaining chip out of deference to the Palestinians so that in the negotiations that has positioned America as a broker of the peace and it has been acknowledged that America would be the best broker of a peace agreement between the Palestinians and the Israeli nation. Well, now, as Donald Trump has said, every president has promised to put the embassy there. Congress has authorized the embassy to be there. I'm going to put it there. So he put it, an unmistakable message was given. It was on the day that commemorates the establishment of Israel in 1947. So the president does it, and that, of course, has caused significant unrest in Israel. In fact, there were dozens of Palestinians that were killed as the Israeli Defense Forces acted forcefully when a number of terrorists tried to breach a security fence. Efforts to disrupt the process, efforts to go through the security fences, so the Israeli Defense Forces. And Israeli now is under a number of assaults in that there is the Iranian-backed assaults coming out of Syria, which 
Israel has responded to very forcefully externally, and then the internal issues of the Palestinian unrest and their response, and the Palestinians have declared that they no longer will look to America or follow America's peace initiatives. Now, a lot of people are sitting here looking at this, having seen something we're going to comment on tomorrow, the Korean initiatives that have been somewhat successful, and what has been the role of this presidential administration. And then some are looking at this and saying, well, this may be another example of business as usual by presidents, which is, I'm not going to put the embassy there, so I've got a bargaining chip. The fact is, the bargaining chip hasn't worked. It hasn't worked now for four presidents. This president decides, I'm not going to use it as a bargaining chip. I'm going to go ahead and do it, and let's see if that moves the process forward, because there is no other ally that we have that we will not put an embassy in their capital. And if Israel is a strong ally for us, then we need to go ahead and do what we would do with every other nation. And then from that position, let's be a player in the matters of negotiating a peace agreement with the Palestinians. It is my opinion that this actually may position the president's negotiating teams in a more purposeful position. Instead of making Jerusalem a bargaining chip, you've made it a reality that has to be dealt with and now move ahead to deal with the reality of how do we get a peace agreement there in Israel. Of course, there are some evangelicals. Their position is this is futile to try to make a peace agreement because the Bible declares that there will be enmity among the sons of Ishmael and the sons of Isaac. But I would suggest that while in God's purposes, what he does with the conflicts of nations is yet to be seen in his providence. I believe the directive of God's word is very clear. A, we are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and B, we should seek the peace of Jerusalem, and C, we should be peacemakers wherever we go. Well, Harry, what about wars? War is always the failure of human beings to deal with the issues of sin and unrighteousness and evil. And ultimately, wars may settle the immediacy of an issue, but they don't position you for the long-term effects of what needs to be done for felicity is the fact that we need to promote peace, whereby with principles of what is right and what is wrong, you sit down at a table in order to do that which is just for both nations. Harry Abigail Shear, who writes for the National Review and the Federalist, said the embassy move could be Trump's most enduring presidential achievement. I have that hope, Tom. I have that very, very hope. I just know that the past approach of withholding the embassy by presidential directive in order to use that to create the opportunity to be the broker of a peace between the Israeli people and the Palestinian people, it hasn't worked. There is no sense that it will work. I think go ahead and deal with Israel as you would with any other ally. Place the embassy there. Go ahead and establish that. Let Israel deal with the reality of that. And then from that position, call the factions within Israel to a table. And then I actually think you can speak with more pointedness to Israel having affirmed her position as an ally rather than Israel. We are authorized to put an embassy in Jerusalem, but we're not going to do it unless you make concessions to the Palestinians. And Palestinians, see, we haven't put an embassy there, so that shows that we're really not an ally with Israel. You can trust us. I don't think that kind of deception really works. Go ahead and put the embassy there and sit down and say, now let's get on the table what are the issues and how can we create a solution 
that takes care of the Palestinian people within the confines of the borders of Israel, and how can an appropriate nation be established for the Palestinian people? I will again remind our listeners, I believe that this was a failure prior to World War II, when the Balfour Declaration was not properly fulfilled underneath English oversight, and what today is Jordan actually was the very place whereby those who are in Israel were supposed to be given land and a nation, and it was to be established. And the creation of Jordan was actually, I believe, a political figment for other purposes that was put into place. But now Jordan is there, it's going to be there, Now you've got to deal with the necessity of, I believe, carving out a Palestinian nation, and that's going to require some appropriate negotiations by Israel with the Palestinian people. I would also remind all of our listeners, Tom, our kingdom that we have our allegiance to as believers is, of course, the kingdom of God that is to be spread with the gospel to all the nations. And I would remind you that you have in the kingdom of God brothers and sisters who are citizens of the kingdom of God through a personal relationship with Christ as Lord and Savior who reside in both places. God's covenant people come from all the nations, and therefore we are to bring the gospel of peace to all the nations. Harry, on Friday's edition of Today in Perspective, as you've already alluded to, we're going to revisit the North Korean situation. Specifically, we're going to take a look at those three detainees who came back to the United States last week, and a special note they handed Mike Pence. So I would encourage our listeners, why don't you read Psalm 126 before tomorrow? As we close out, let me remind our listeners to stay in touch by downloading the Briarwood app. It's yours free of charge. Go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. You'll have access to audio, video, and written resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do stop by again tomorrow, Friday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.